Good evening, church family. It is great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you're in the lobby, you can come on in, find a seat, say hi to somebody, greet somebody, tell them you're glad to see them. If you're watching live stream, whether it's YouTube or any other social media platform, hit the like button, hit the share button. We are glad that you've tuned in with us. Uh, we've got a couple of announcements for you. Uh, we have the prayer and altar team supposed to be walking around with prayer cards. If you need one of those, grab one of those and fill it out, and they should be walking around again to pick them up, or you can turn them in out at the Welcome Center. Uh, then we also, if you are a first-time guest, I haven't seen any tonight, but if you are a first-time guest, there is a red card in the back of the pew in front of you. You can fill that out, and you can take it to the Welcome Center, or there is a QR code on that same box that those cards are stuck in that you can go ahead and scan with your smartphone and you can fill it out electronically. We are so glad that you joined with us tonight. Uh, for the announcements, we do have our uh, Pray First Saturday coming up uh, on the first Saturday of the month from eight to 9 a.m. And our next uh, Saturday prayer day will be on May the 6th. And then the Sydney Farmer's Market is coming up as well. If you would like to help pass out hot dogs and pray with people and just serve our community, you can sign up out at the Welcome Center. With that Sydney, Marker, Mar Sydney Farmer's Market, I can't talk tonight, I apologize. That brings me into uh, what I have to encourage you with tonight. So when I was asked to do this, I was like, okay, God, what am I gonna talk about? nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I happened to get on Facebook and I know it's the most spiritual place of all right there, Facebook. But our church posted that our staff was working in our garden out behind the church. I was like, okay, God, what are, what are they doing? They're preparing the ground. They're preparing for the harvest. We haven't seen the harvest yet, but we're expecting something. The seed hasn't even been put in the ground. And if, you, if you've planted anything, whether you're a farmer or you enjoy keeping house plants, that doesn't matter. When you put a seed in the ground, you expect something in return. So in John 12, verse 24, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Church, our lives should be like that grain of wheat. They're not our own. We should be expectant to see a harvest. We should be expecting that as we plant the word into our lives, that God's gonna see that harvest, that it's gonna grow and it's going to become a harvest for those around us, that we're then able to plant into the lives of those around us. If you would stand to your feet, let's pray before we get into worship. Father, we thank you right now that we get to spend time in church today, that we get to spend time in your presence as a community, as a body of believers. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We ask that you would just move in this place touch our lives, fill every area of our life that when people see us, that they would see you in us and not us. Father, we thank you for everything that you are doing. 
We thank you for the blessings that you've put on our lives, that it would be overflowing and bountiful into the lives of those around us. And we just praise you that we get to worship you today.
thank the Savior because he healed my heart, changed my name, forever free. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. Oh, I thank God. Come on, let's just lift our hands in this place tonight. Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. Come on, let's just lift him up. Oh, come and have your way. Come and show us your glory, Lord.
God, praise God, praise God, show us your glory, Father, also, man, whoo, chains fall, man, freedom, our fear has to bow, how strong is that, man, that is, it is time to allow another fear to bow right now, it's time for tithe and offering, and, uh, Right now, uh, if you have an envelope, uh, you can fill that out. Uh, they're in the front of the pew in front of you. There's three, three ways to give. Check it out in the envelopes. Uh, got it up on the screens, all that uh, good stuff. I want to talk about uh, wisdom. How does wisdom involve tithing offerings? Well, what tithing offering is, it, it goes along with wisdom, okay? I, I mean, if somebody didn't have wisdom and they were given their tithe and offering, this place probably wouldn't be standing. You know, we have to have wisdom when we're doing our tithe and when we're getting our tithe and offerings ready. You know, is and the question to me is: It wise to give? What does the word say? Proverbs three nine and ten says, "Honor the Lord with your possessions." And the first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats overflow with new wine. That right there sounds like benefits to me. I'm not, I work in a factory, so I'm all about the benefits. And my wife, well, my wife's all about the benefits. Put it that way. <laughs> but uh, okay, so we, we know that there's benefits with tithe and offering and have a wisdom in tithe and offering. So Proverbs 3. 13 says happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding so if you have wisdom and understanding through God's word while tithing and offering you're going to be happy he says right there happy is the man and woman okay yeah I don't want to leave the ladies out uh, Proverbs 3 24 26 through 26 it says when you choose wisdom from God's word that it says when you lie down you will not be afraid yes you will lie down and you will sleep your sleep will be sweet so you kick all that medicine to the curb you know you're taking for trying to get good night's sleep all you have to do is use wisdom and tie them up and you'll give your tithes and offerings and it says do not be afraid of sudden terror so if you'll still have it says right there you'll still have things coming at you Satan will try to still come at you, but it says, "For the trouble from the wicked when it comes, or trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from being caught." Right there, peace and security, wisdom, tithe and offering goes hand in hand. Let's pray. We just thank you, Father God, that you've all. Given, given us the ability to have wisdom, Father God, through our tithe and offering, Father, through all of our abilities just to serve you, Father God, to allow the fear of this world drop from us and just for us to serve you, Jesus, because that's 
in your word it says you make us happy by just following you and serving you and obeying your word father god and we just love you and we praise you as we give our tithes and offerings tonight we love you in your mighty name we pray amen you come and give groups are headed to their small classrooms. Pray that good things happen with them tonight, hallelujah, as they have been. Boy, can somebody tell me when winter is going to ever be over in Ohio? My, when Jesus comes back, gosh, wow, I'm so done with 30s, 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 jeez, hallelujah. Talk to a friend in Florida, oh, it's been 80 the last two months, oh, shut up. <laughs> I rebuke you, man. Oh, hallelujah. That's all right. So, praise God. That's got to go sometime. It's got to go sometime. All right. You would think with this global warming, oh. Anyhow, I won't go there. Everybody happy? All right. How how many was here last Wednesday night when uh, my better half was teaching? All right. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I I watched her. She was down there. The youth was down there because uh, Pastor Tim was on vacation. I taught back in 24-7 Sunday, and so he's back now, so the youth are back there with him tonight. So everybody's back, I think. Almost. I think everybody's back. Anyhow, hallelujah. So we're going we're to keep on talking about the uh, Holy Spirit. I told him Sunday when I was back there, I said, I wanted to teach on sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And they was all like, woo! And I said, but Pastor Tim asked me to preach on the Holy Ghost. So <laughs> They were like, oh. So it was good. We had a good time back there. Hallelujah. So we're going to keep on talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. Uh, How many of you are born again? How many of you are born again? All right. Good deal. So, you know, the Bible says that if you are born again, that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. That's what the Bible says. So he is in there. He's in there. He's in us. And we talked about that the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity. I don't know how new some of you are to um, the gospel and if if you've given your life to Christ, but he is the third person in the Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. When we're in Africa, you know, uh, when we're talking to Muslims and things, they just can't get that in their head. There's there's no way. Yes, there's a way. I mean, even look at your egg, bro. I mean, three in one, come on. You know, but when you preach Jesus and when they see the good works and they see the love and the compassion and the care and the Holy Spirit moves through and then the miracles and signs. and Man, they're giving their life to Christ like crazy. And we're seeing that in Pakistan and all around the world. So praise the Lord. It's beautiful. But we've already talked that the Holy Spirit is not an energy. Okay? He's not uh, a feeling. And he's obviously way more than a powerful force. Uh, and he's not an it. I don't know how many people... It, the Holy Spirit, it, it. But no, the Holy Spirit's not an it. 
The Holy Spirit is also not a dove. All right? I can't tell you how many people dove the Holy Spirit. A dove. No, 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 no. You got to read your Bible, people. You know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came down upon Jesus like a dove. Wasn't a dove. All right? Like a dove. Like Pastor Phil here. You know what I'm saying? If I see him play some basketball, man, I see some moves from that dude, even though he's short. I see some amazing moves. I'm like, dude, that dude was playing like Michael Jordan, bro. Did I call him Michael Jordan? Did I say he was Michael Jordan? No, I said he played like he was Michael Jordan. Who he and, and everybody knows Michael Jordan is the true goat. Thank you. Yes, he is. That ain't that other dude. Sorry. King James, uh, I don't think so. The goat is MJ. So, but it's like, not is. So the Holy Spirit is not a dove. Amen? The Holy Spirit is a person. All right? But, you know, speaking of things that people say, I was in the office the other day and I was writing things down that he's not a spirit, he's, he's not a force, he's not this, he's not that. And, and it, it came to me, there's lots of things that people say that just that irk me. Okay? They get under my skin. And obviously Facebook, Twitter, all the platforms. One of the things that really... I don't know why it gets under my skin so much, is when somebody is having a bad day or maybe they've lost someone and somebody gets on Facebook or gets on the internet and they say, well, we're sending good vibes your way. How many of you people see that? We're sending good vibes your way. Or, or they say, uh, let's see, what's another one here I, I wrote down? Oh, um, uh, let's see, oh, we're sending good thoughts to you. Right? Okay, number one, what, what is a vibe anyway? All right, I asked the youth this. I said, y'all, you know, maybe I'm just old school and I don't know this, but can somebody tell me what a vibe is and how you send it? Can, can y'all help me out here? And one little girl, I think she said, a vibe is like a feeling. Oh, a feeling, a feeling, okay. All right, so can you tell me how I'm sending my feelings to somebody? You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It sounds good, but it absolutely makes no sense to me. So <clears throat> anyhow, so the other thing that I saw today, I was on there and um, it was in a platform that I was looking at and there was a lady saying, I need some prayers because for months now I've been sick. I've been to the doctor. Uh, they can't find anything wrong with me. I haven't eaten nine days, she put on there. And I'm reading down the comments because I like reading what people are saying. If somebody has said what... I was going to say, then I just, you know, whatever, and I'll just say a prayer or something for him. But, but I saw several people, and this is a Christian platform, and several people said, we're sending hugs your way. Okay? We're sending our love your way. Right. How do you send a hug through Facebook? John, do you know? I, I don't either. I don't, how am I, Marge, am I just, am I lost here? I mean, send a hug through Facebook? You know, no, I get they're trying to be nice, but it just makes no sense. You know, somebody needs prayer and I'm sending a hug. I'm sending a vibe. My thought is with you today. How's that help me? Please tell me how that helps me. No, so what I did say is this. I put on there, um, ma'am, whoever her name was, I said, I said a prayer for you and I asked that whatever has been hidden if it's a spirit, if it's a devil, whatever it is, that it reveal itself in the name of Jesus. And then that doctor will find out what is wrong with you. 
in Jesus' name, amen. And I said, and that's what I said to her. Now that does something. That is something. If you're gonna send any, anything to me when I'm fe feeling bad or sick, please don't send your vibe because it ain't gonna come. Don't send your hugs, it's not happening. Don't send your thoughts because I can't read your thoughts. All right, I don't know all that. You can send your prayer or you can send a prayer cloth. I mean, you know, send something that's gonna help me. All right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they sent the word and it healed them. Send me the word of God, somebody, but keep the vibes to yourself. Oh, hallelujah, that just drives me crazy. That's just crazy stuff. So anyhow, I hope I'm helping you there a little bit. But the Holy Spirit isn't any of that stuff either. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person, and he's been here since the beginning of time. I don't know why some people, uh, he's, when the new covenant came, the Holy Spirit came into play. No, the Holy Spirit has been here in the beginning of time. It says in Genesis, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Well, the Spirit of God in the beginning when the earth was void was hovering over the face of the waters, the Bible said. Wow, so he's been here all throughout time. We read about the Trinity all throughout the Old Testament as well. God also said, remember, let us make man in our image. Who is God talking to if there's never been man? Is he talking to goats and sheep? I don't think so. He's talking to the rest of the clan. He's talking to the Son. He's talking to the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. So the Holy Spirit's been here the whole time. And then remember, guys, in Genesis eleven seven, 7, God said, let us go down there and confuse their languages that they may not understand one another's speech. That was due to pride. But again, let us go down. Again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God was talking to the, to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let us go down and confuse their languages. So they've been one and they've been together and they've been active since the beginning of time. And before time was ever even instituted, they've been here together. Amen. All right. Also, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and he would go. He would come into people and he would leave people. He would be there for a minute, do whatever he needed to do, and then he was gone. We see this in Judges 14.6. It said, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he tore the lion apart. And we know we're talking about Samson. So the Spirit of the Lord came, did what he needed to do, and then he left. We see in 1 Samuel 16, 13, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, of course, in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So again, boom, an old covenant, bam, came and came on David and was with him, it said, from that point on. So that was wonderful. In Exodus 31, 3, I have filled him, the Bible says, and that name was, uh, I think it's Bezalel, I think was his name, with the Spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Wow. So we see here that the Holy Spirit can give special abilities to people, just like he did Samson. So he filled him. The Holy Spirit came upon him and gave him knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Brother Joe talked about wisdom tonight. 
God, give us wisdom. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom in the name of Jesus and he'll give it to us. That's what he does for you and I. Hallelujah. But now in the new covenant, I asked how many of you guys were born again. Oh, I think all of you raised your hands. If you don't, if you haven't been, praise the Lord. We'll pray for you tonight. Hallelujah. And man, new covenant comes. Sin will be washed away and you'll be part of the family. Praise the Lord. But if you've given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is now a part of your life. All right? A part of your life. I don't know, two, three, four Wednesdays and I talked on sanctification. And the, the Holy Spirit sanctifies us on a daily basis. Sanctifies us on a daily basis. And so he is there with you and I right now. He is right there with you right now. Hallelujah. That's right. Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came. You know, and I've taught this before in John 16, 7, it said, it is for your good that I go away. Jesus is talking to the disciples right before he left. The advocate will come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus said, man, he's out of here. He's leaving. And I thought to myself for a minute, I said, well, hold on there. He's leaving us. He's leaving. And if I was a disciple, I'm like, what, you're leaving? Whoa, 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 hold on now. No, no, where, where are you going? Why are you leaving us? I mean, why would you leave us after all this? He said, I'm going to leave somebody with you. I'm going to leave the advocate with you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit with you. So I thought to myself, let's get this straight. Jesus had his ministry for three and a half years. He called all the disciples to him. And for three and a half years, the disciples had no worries. All their bills were paid. Isn't that nice when you get around somebody who takes you on vacation and pays for everything? It's awesome. It's beautiful. You know, it's, it's great. Every now and then we'll go on vacation with Phil and Regina and I get ready to pay and Regina's like, we got this. Really? Can I have that dessert menu, please? I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a little extra here. You know, it feels good, man, when somebody pays everything for you. You know, so all their bills, they had no bills. They had no worries. They ate great. You know, they got to see, I mean, who knows how many miracles, signs, and wonders that Jesus did. Man, they got to see demons run, woo, into pigs and go off cliffs. Man, it had to be an amazing time to be with Jesus. I mean, the only problem they had was like, tell people, back up, Jack. Woo, back up. What do you mean who touched you? Get back, lady. Go get, shut up, dude, man. He's done with you. I mean, that's the only thing. Children, back off of him. Come on, leave him alone. You know, I mean, that's the only problems they had. They had no worries. For three and a half years, it was awesome sauce. And yet he says, it's going to be better for you when I leave. How is that going to be better? How's it going to be better? It must mean that the Holy Spirit is one amazing dude. He must be something to behold. If Jesus is leaving and the Holy Spirit comes and he's better. Wow. That must be an amazing thing. An amazing thing. Wow. So we can get to know Jesus so much better with the Holy Spirit in our lives. Remember, Jesus was just one person. Just one person. So think of just us. On a Sunday morning, we all had a question for Jesus. How long do you think it would take us to get through that line? I mean, come on. And if everybody else around the world knew that Jesus was here, oh my gosh, it'd be over. Right? And the poor guy has to sleep. He has to eat. I mean, we'd never, get, we'd never get to talk to him. And it might be, 
you know, 10 seconds. Hey, Jesus, I have. Yeah, oh, see ya. Good. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it'd be, it'd be hard. It'd be impossible. But yet, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's everywhere at the same time. Talking to people in every language. All over the world. All over the continent. Answering your prayers. Helping us instantly. Wow. That's amazing. So he is better. I'm sending the advocate. It's good that I go because now he can be with you. He can comfort you. Jesus was one person. He can only comfort one person at a time when he was here on the earth. But with the Holy Spirit here, he can comfort all of us at the same time. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's a very beautiful thing. That's right. Man, you guys are quiet in the house tonight. Okay. Let's see here. Peter was a good example um, because he walked with Jesus. He knew him personally. But how many books of the Bible did Peter write? Two, just two. And he walked with him and he talked with him and he was here with him and he did learn a lot, you know? And he got rebuked a lot too, <laughs> you know? But then we look at Paul's life though. Paul had a scripture somewhere where it says we neither knew Jesus and neither knew God or, or whatever, but he said um, that he knew and have, has learned by the Holy Spirit. And so we look at Peter's life, who was actually with Jesus and knew him and learned from him personally. But yet we look at Paul's life, who only knew him through the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit has taught Paul. And how many books of the Bible did he write? 13 or 14. Wow. You see the difference, guys? Huh? The advocate is so much better that he's here for us, for you and I. Amen? Are you getting something? All right, hallelujah, I hope so. Praise God. All right, now, we see that uh, Jesus is no longer here. He's left. The Holy Spirit is here. And to prove that, in Acts 7, 55, you look at Stephen, it says here, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Hmm. So, where was Jesus and God? What did the Bible say? Where was he? Where does it say they were? See, they were in where? Heaven. Full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw God and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Well, where was the Holy Spirit? It says, remember, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was in Stephen. Where was Stephen? Right here on the earth. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is here. Jesus is gone. And God is not here on the earth either. It's the Holy Spirit that is here, working in us and through us. He is here. He is with us. He is in us. He is here to empower us to live the life Jesus lived here on this earth. And he is here to empower us to do the things that Jesus did here on the earth. Amen? He absolutely did. We will do these things and greater with the help of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to do those things? I want to do those things and greater things, not for my glory, but for his glory, to bring people to Jesus. That's the only reason that I want to do those things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. But yet, even though he is the most important person in our lives, 
He is here to do amazing things for us. I really feel that the Holy Spirit is the most ignored. He's the most ignored. I, how many of you woke up this morning and said, good morning, Holy Spirit? How many of you have talked to him at all? Fellowshiped with him at all? Said anything to him at all? Yeah, I proved my point. The Holy Spirit, he has a will, the Bible says. Romans 8, 27, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. The Holy Spirit has a will. He has emotions. He teaches. He speaks. He can be grieved. You can resist him. And we already know that he can give us special powers or abilities or whatever we need. We see those things. But here's where I want to focus tonight. And that's in 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and verse 14. At the end of Paul talking to the church, he makes this comment. Paul ends by telling the church, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's how he ended the letter to the church. He brings the Trinity into play right then and there. Brings God in, God's love. He loved us so much that he sent his son. May the grace, all right, grace of Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8, by grace we were saved, right? And then communion of the Holy Spirit. Now communion in the Greek here means koinonia. I don't know if you've heard that over the years. I've heard that over the years, but I've never just given it a thought. But who cares about the Greek? I could care less. The English is bad enough for me, you know? But it's really important here because koinonia means three things. It means fellowship, partnership, and intimacy. That's what that means. So if we read it this way, we can say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship, partnership, and intimacy of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's how that reads. Wow, so the Holy Spirit here is really important for you and I. Fellowship, partnership, and intimacy. And I wrote these things down here just to help us out a little bit to show us just how important the Holy Spirit is to us and in what he wants to do and the relationship that he wants for you and I. We start out with fellowship. Fellowship means having a friendly association with someone, especially someone of the same interests. So I know Brother Dave likes to go motorcycle riding. So he'll find people that like to ride motorcycles, fix motorcycles, talk about motorcycles, especially Harley Davidson's, right? And I mean, he's got a Harley Davidson shirt on right now. And of course, I believe everybody should have two Harley Davidson's. That's why one's in the shop. You can ride the other one. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't know. I've all I've ever seen them have oil leaks. You're on your second one. <laughs> You're waiting on the second one. Amen. All right. Ask the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll give you anything. Yes. Come on. <laughs> so, all right. So he wants to fellowship with you and I. All right. The Holy Spirit wants to talk with you. But how often do we talk to him like I just asked? 
Do we ignore him? Absolutely, we ignore him. And I am in the same boat. I am not up here saying that I am absolutely perfect in any way. Absolutely not, I am not. I am also learning as well. But how would you like to have a relationship and be ignored all the time? You know, I, man, Pastor Phyllis likes to talk. She has us over to her house so she can talk to us. Can you turn, don't turn the TV on, let's just talk. And she does it like this, let's just talk. Like she loves to talk. We're in the car, I want to turn the radio on. Oh, don't turn that on, let's just talk. I got to be with you for two hours. <laughs> and she loves to talk, she loves to communicate, she loves to fellowship. And the Holy Spirit wants to fellowship with you and I as well. Wants to have that kind of a relationship. Talk to him. Amen. I mean, if you, I see people all the time in restaurants just sitting there and they don't talk to each other at all. Not at all. I mean, not one time. And of course now with the cell phones there, they're just doing this. Not even doing anything the whole time. Listen, relationships ain't going to last that long if that's all you do is ignore somebody and not talk to them and not communicate with them and not share your interest with them and have fun with them. It's not going to last. But you know... There's somebody else who also likes to talk to you besides the Holy Spirit and wants to talk to you besides the Holy Spirit, and that's the devil. He also wants to talk to you as well. So how in the world are you going to discern your thought, the voice of the devil, the voice of the Holy Spirit? How are you going to discern those things? Which is, which is true? Which is right? By relationship. By relationship. I'm going to tell on myself, uh, if I'm here in the church, I've heard a lot of people ask, I need to talk to Pastor Andy. Where is he at? Hold on. Oh, he's not here. I don't hear him. <laughs> I'm loud. I'm loud. What, I can't, what can I say? I'm loud. All right. Or they, they, well, he's not laughing, so he's not here. You know, I hear that a lot. But they know my voice, you know? They know my laugh. You know, when you're around somebody enough, no matter how many people's in a room, you're gonna, I know Nicole's laugh. I've been around her so long that I know her laugh. Pick up the telephone, you're going to know who it is on the phone. Now, Pastor Phyllis gets all the kids mixed up. Calls me Lincoln, calls me Quentin. If she ever calls me Alexis, we're going down. But anyhow, but, but, you know, so she gets confused with it all. You know, but you'll know when you talk. So, man, I, I want to know it ain't the devil that's telling me to do this. I, I want to know that it's not just my mind or my own self-talking. I want to know it's the Holy Spirit. And the only way I'm going to know that is if I have fellowship with him. Get to know him better. Be with him. That's how I'm going to get to know him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's see here. Remember, even Jesus was led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He was led there, the Bible says. Let's look at what happened to Philip in Acts 8, 26. Let me go here. Acts 8 and 26. And I'm going to read on down here, I think, through 29. It says here, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road uh, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority 
under Candace, the queen of the, uh, whatever that, Ethiopia, Ethiopians, uh, who had charge over all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. When he was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake the chariot. Well, look what it says in the first part. Go back up to 28. Now the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. And then you go down here at 29. Then the spirit said to Philip. Well, there's a difference there. An angel of the Lord spoke. And then as he was walking, apparently, just going, I wonder where I'm supposed to be going here. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord, as he was probably seeing the chariot, the spirit of the Lord said, now go, go over there. Overtake that chariot. Oh, okay. Well, so he did what the Holy Spirit said to do. And as he went over there, he found out that that dude was reading what he was reading. And he just kind of casually, apparently, went up to him and said, do you know what you're reading there, bro? That's what the Bible says, my interpretation. You know what you're reading there, bro? Not really, man. I need some help. Well, I'm here to help you. I'm getting him saved, getting baptized. Praise the Lord. And then, then it's, the Bible said the Holy Spirit whisked him away. Dude, I want that so bad. Wouldn't that be awesome? Whisked him away, man. I, mean, I don't know where he went, but that would be amazing. Wow, what a ride that would be. That'd be better than a Harley ride. I'll tell you that, David. Man. But notice, Philip had such a relationship with the Holy Spirit that he knew the difference from an angel talking to him and the Holy Spirit talking to him. Hallelujah, that's relationship, guys. That's the relationship you and I need to have with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. This good stuff, I, I think it's good stuff anyway. All right, praise God. Let's see here. And let's go to Acts, the 20th chapter. And we're going to go down to verse 22 and 23. And it says here, Paul says, And see, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying the change and tribulations that await me. Wow. So guys, look at this. Look, look how amazing Paul is in tune with the Holy Spirit. It said, again, that he goes where the Holy Spirit is telling him to go. Wow. I'm going. I am bound. I am bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. I'm going because this is where the Holy Spirit wants me to go. I'm not knowing what's going to happen when I get to these cities, Yet the Holy Spirit is telling him what's going to happen each city that he goes to. Man, now that's an awesome relationship. My goodness. I don't like what the Holy Spirit was telling him, <laughs> the chains and everything that's coming, but I guess at least he knew. You know, but he had such a relationship that he's being guided by the Holy Spirit. And of course, he said he'll do that with us, right? He will light our path. He will make our path straight. He will do all these things for us. Right, so he was showing him where to go and then telling him what was going to happen in each city that he was going to. Dude, that's fantastic. That's relationship. That's relationship. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God.
Praise the Lord. All right, let's see here. And you know, the other thing too that I wrote down here that was pretty interesting was why should we be so, so surprised that the Holy Spirit wants that kind of a relationship with us when even in the beginning, before man sinned, God had that relationship with Adam. He, was, he created us for relationship. He wanted to have a relationship with us. The Bible says that he talked to him every day in the cool, every day in the cool of the day or every, you know, every day in the cool of the evening or wherever it was, in the garden. Every day talked with him. Every day fellowshiped with him. Every day wanted to be with him. Talk with him. Find out what was happening. Man, God wants relationship with us. The Holy Spirit wants that kind of relationship with you and I. Uh, he wants fellowship with us. Praise God. Hallelujah. But then here's the other thing. He also wants to partner with us. That was that second word of what communion means. Partnership. And this was really cool because we can always all go back into Genesis and look at this. In Genesis 18, 16, let me, let me go back here. I think we're doing okay on time. 18 and 16. <clears throat> it says here, Then the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. Verse 17, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Hmm. I'm going to skip on down to 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grave, I will go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. So God is partnering with Abraham. God don't have to tell him nothing. God owes Abraham nothing, does he? He doesn't. No, but he wants to partner with Abraham. Hmm. Should I tell him what I'm doing? I think I will because, because he's doing what I've told him to do. He's a wise man. He raises his family right. So I'm going to talk to him and get his opinion. God wanted our opinion. What? Blows my mind, folks. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then you look down here at 22. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord. So basically, he wanted to add then to the conversation. Uh, the guys are going to Sodom. See ya. Bye. Now, God, uh, I got a question. I see you're going to go down there and find out what's happening. But, 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 what, if, but what if they all aren't bad? What if there's 50 that, that are saved, that, that are good? What, what are we going to do? That? Are you still going to kill them all? Are you going to blow them away? Burn them up? Or what are you going to do? So, marshmallows, yeah. So, he had a partnership with Abraham, and they're talking back and forth. God let him know what they were doing, what was happening, you know? And it says, and Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Wow. So yes, and him and God had a, had a great, great talk right there. And we all know that God ended up saving Lot and the family, but everybody else died. So that's a partnership. And the Holy Spirit wants to have a partnership with you and I. You know, I, they really do. Look, Moses also changed God's mind, I think, twice. Man, wow. 
Oh, God, you really want to do that? Are, are you, seriously, God, listen, if you're going to do that, then go ahead and do it to me too. And if you're going to kill them, then kill me. You know, I, I don't think that's the greatest plan, you know. However he talked to him, I don't know how he did. I'm sure he was humble about it, <laughs> you know. But God listened to Moses and changed the creator of everything's mind. Wow, that's a partnership. Do we have that kind of partnership with the Holy Spirit? Do you let him know what you're doing, what plans you want to do? You let him know, hey, I want to start this business. Should I? What am I going to do? Should I go here? What, what should I say? Can you help me here? Do you ask his opinion on anything or do you ignore him? What kind of church is this? Okay. I didn't know if, I don't know if there was an M above the door or Episcopalian above the door. Okay. <clears throat> Anyhow. Moses changed his mind. In Acts 15, some apostles and elders had made some decisions to only send certain men with Paul to Antioch because other men were causing trouble. All right, just typical church problems. <laughs> oh, we all have them, you know? So, and in the 28th verse, though, it says, in Acts 15, 28, it says, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. So basically the, Bible, basically the Bible says here, and this is how I look at it, is apparently the Holy Spirit approved of Judas and Silas going with Paul and Barnabas. It didn't say they asked, they already knew. How would they know that the Holy Spirit was okay with them going with them? <laughs> A relationship, partnership, communication, they were in tune with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit didn't say, whoa, 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 I don't think that's right. They brought the whole conversation up probably at a table or something like that. And they said, well, you know what? I think we want to bring these two guys. And they felt a peace inside. And you know, apparently, you know, the Holy Spirit approved, right? It seemed good with the Holy Spirit and these other guys. So, wow, that's partnership. That's an amazing partnership. They represented the Holy Spirit so well because they knew him so well. Partners know each other very well. They can represent without a person, another person being there. Today I was at lunch and I had to go to the bathroom to wipe my eyes out because I was hanging insulation today. And I got back and there was a nice big tall glass of water sitting at my table. And because the guy I was with knew exactly what I drink because we're together. And we talk, and he knows my likes, and I know his likes. He wants a diet. I only drink water. So at the table, water was there. Partnership. You know, you work with somebody long enough, bam, man, I mean, they do their thing well, you do your thing well, and man, you're just grooving, you're in a groove, you're in the move. It's partnership. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants with us, man. He wants to groove with us, move with us, help us, give us advice. If we'll ask him, he'll put us on the right track. He'll put us in favor with this guy or that guy or that guy. I can't tell you how many times pastor has listened to the Holy Spirit and something happened and this, this took place and man, this happened and that happened because he's in tune with the Holy Spirit. He listened to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it don't even make sense, but it doesn't have to make sense. If you're in tune, you're okay. You'll obey by faith and you'll do what he said. Amen. I mean, I, I guarantee you that when Paul was going to these cities, he, he was doing it by faith. Even though he listens to the Holy Spirit, he's telling him to go. He still has to do something even though he hears, right? 
So he's still going by faith. Same with Abraham. By faith, he left, right? You still got to use your faith in all of this stuff. But the Holy Spirit helps us through all of it. So that's partnership, guys. All right. So Paul said, my friendship, partnership, and intimacy of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's what it reads. And the third word that means communion is intimacy. And the Holy Spirit wants to have a close relationship with you. He wants to communicate with you. He wants to partner with you. And he wants to have an intimate relationship with us. Now I know in 2023, in this crazy, mixed up, nutty culture, that might sound weird. But it's not weird. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you and I and not that kind of intimate relationship. It's a shame we have to even bring this kind of stuff up now. All right? But we do. He wants to have an intimate relationship. James 4, 4 and 5 says this. And it starts out pretty rough. Adulterers and adulteresses. That's men and women. Okay? Do you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? That means if you have friendship with the world, you oppose God. And James says, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Whoa. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, looky here, the spirit who dwells where? In us yearns jealously. What? The Holy Spirit yearns jealously? What in the world would the Holy Spirit yearn jealously? He doesn't want you to have a relationship with the world. He wants you to have a relationship with him. That's exactly what that means. In other words, he is longing for you and I to have a close relationship with you and I. So he yearns jealously. If you're pursuing an intimate relationship with the world and you are a born-again Christian, James is calling you an adulterer and an adulteress. Whoops. I didn't say it. James is saying it. And apparently the Holy Spirit's agreeing with it. Huh. then there is no way that the Holy Spirit is going to have any kind of relationship with you. But he yearns for one. He longs for one, the Bible says. Jealously, he wants one. Man, alive. If I was pursuing another woman besides, my, besides Nicole, my Nicole, okay, I could say that, besides my Nicole, do you think that she's going to want an intimate relationship with me? See you later, Jack. That's right. See you later. I'm out. It'd be over. And yet that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is saying right here. You want the world? You want a relationship with the world? You want to be intimate with the world? I ain't going to be there. It's not going to, I'm, I'm out. But I long to be with you. You adulterers and adulteresses, get back to me and get out of the world. You live in it, but you're not supposed to be a part of it. It's what he's saying. 
That's what he's saying right there. Hmm. And you know, I wrote this down as an extra. The Holy Spirit is kind of like being married to Nicole. Okay. In an all respectful way here, Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm just, it's, you know, I'm just. A lot of people ask us what our love languages are. And of course, we had our marriage conference and you guys were some of our speakers as well. And we talked about our love languages a little bit. And I guess mine is maybe probably like 98% of most men. It's touch. You know, it's what I like. I like to be touched and caressed, you know, say it, feel the guns, baby, you know, that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> but, but <laughs> a lot of other people, you know, and my wife, if, if my wife was acts of service, which is another love language, man, she'd still be pregnant at 50 because I am an acts of service guy. Man, I do it all. I work hard. I fix stuff around the house. I fix stuff around the house. I mow the lawn. I do the dishes. I do the laundry. I sweep the floors. Man, I put the dishes away from the dishwasher and put them in the cabinet. Right where they go where her little thing is. Glasses, spoons, you know, her, her little weird stuff she has everywhere. I do all of it. I go outside then and weed whack and mow the lawn and get rid of the dandelions. I do it all. I mean, if man, if she was acts of service, I'd be in it to win it, baby. It would be amazing, but she's not. You know, and it's, now Pastor Phil's is acts of service. Because I don't know how many times she has told me over the years, man, if I had a dollar for every time, she'd tell me, I wish that Pete was like you. Yes, in acts of service, in acts of service. You know, I can't even get him to take out the trash. You know, but I take it out to the road. And put it back and even clean the trash can so it don't smell. So that's, that's me, acts of service. So anyhow, but when she says that, I kind of, okay, okay, back up, calm down, calm down. It's okay, calm down. I'll speak to him again. I spoke to him a hundred times. I'll try it again, Pastor Phil. You know, but Nicole's love language is time. Time. Oh, and that's, I believe, what the Holy Spirit's love language is. Time. He wants time. He yearns jealously for time with you and I. But do we ignore him? Do we give him what he wants? Hmm. Good questions, I think. Huh. And here it says, may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, Paul says. Fellowship, partnership, and intimacy. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. If, if we will just step back and just start doing these things, start fellowshipping, start partnering with him, telling your plans, your ideas. This is what I'm thinking. Is it a good idea, God? I mean, do, what do you think? Man, he's going to help us. He's going to light away. He, he's like these signs that I put up here on, on the screen. The first one is a one-way sign. You go out and every sign that you see, you can see the Holy Spirit in one of these signs. He's going to tell you, number one, there's only one way. You start following the world's way, you're going to start feeling it right here. You'll say, uh-uh, no, 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 don't follow that. There's only one way. Keep going that way. Say no, resist the devil. He'll flee. Come on. There's only one way. He'll help you in that area. Stop. He'll tell you to stop what you're doing. 
No, don't do that. Or it could be even in a good way. You know, Pastor Nicole said last Wednesday, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is like a rumble strip on the highway. That's true. He is. But as you see tonight, he is so much more than just don't, don't, don't. He can be everything we need in our life, but he can tell us to stop what we're doing, you know, and and not even in a bad way. Man, I don't think that's right. Mm, Okay, okay, well, okay, I won't do that then. But he's also like, uh, no U-turn. Again, don't go backwards. I know life is rough. I know this has happened. The devil's playing with your mind. Stop it. Don't start thinking like that again. That's not of me. Enough is enough. Don't do it. Don't go backwards. Don't do that. We've come this far. I've helped you this much. Don't start thinking like that. Don't start doing that again. No, don't do that. He'll help us in that area. He's like the yield sign. Yield to me. Yield to me in this situation. I can help you. All right? Step back and let me. Wait on me. Right? He'll help us that way. Do not enter sign. Again, he will warn us of different things to happen. Don't go this way or don't go that way. You know, don't do that. You know, he'll help us and he'll warn us. Uh, I, there was a time I think I was driving and I, I just felt, man, I ain't gonna go that way. And I'm sure some of you had that before. So you go a different way. Who knows what would have happened if we went that day? We don't know because hello, he helped us. Praise the Lord. And that's a beautiful thing. Then he has the other signs. Danger sign. You know, yeah, keep out. <laughs> you better not. That's somebody else's yard, folks. Don't go there. Don't do those things. He's got another sign up here. Dead end. You know what? It, it, go ahead. You can keep doing that, I guess. But it's not, it's not going to help you. you know, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're, what's, there's a couple other statements that you're, you're hitting a dead horse. Something like that. I don't know what. A what? Oh, you're beating a dead horse. You keep pounding sand there, brother. It ain't going to help you. You know, whatever. So, I mean, he'll help you in us in this area. We have another sign. Yo, slow down. You're going way too fast. You're getting ahead of the plan. We've done this. Yes, we've talked about it. I told you it's a good idea. But now you want to do things that, you know, that maybe is not going to help us or it's going to be the wrong idea and it's not going to do what we need. It's not going to help us in the financial systems. You know, I'm telling you, man, our wives are so much like the Holy Spirit, guys. Whoo, if we just listen to them, if we ignore the Holy Spirit, listen to our wives sometimes, man, it would be amazing because they are so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I don't know that I'm going to have time to tell you why, but I'd like to get there. But anyhow, he'll slow us down. He'll help us in that area. And of course, he'll show us which way to go. He'll lead us. He'll guide us. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Just like he told Philip, yo, I want you to go there. Man, that's the desert, bro. Do it anyway. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he found that dude and got him saved. So he's like all the signs that we see out there in the world as well. Amen. Are you guys, did you guys get something tonight? All right, man, I had three more pages. I wanted to get to another part of the Holy Spirit. There's so much to the Holy Spirit, y'all. So much to the Holy Spirit. Everybody stand up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. You know, as, I'm, as, as you talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't know, just you get excited. I was listening to a testimony today as I was driving and something happened. Uh, some lady lost something or whatever. Three years later, it pops up in a ball field. I mean, just unbelievable testimony or whatever. She looked down and it was there. And man, I was, I was, I was so excited that 
when I went to say hallelujah, I just, rabaka. I was like, whoa, yeah. The Holy Spirit was happy. You know, you start doing these things. Start doing these things in a small way, a big way or whatever. And let's start letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. He's here for us. He's here for you. Let's stop ignoring him and start letting him lead our lives. Amen. Now let's pray. Oh, Father, hallelujah. God, even I stand up here tonight, God, and as transparent as I can be. And just as I studied this and just found so much revelation in who you are, God, I just, I just even repent and I just say I'm so sorry that I've ignored you and, and I don't want anything to do with the world. And I know that everybody here today is the same way. I do not want to be an adulteress or an adulterer to the world. God, I want to love you and have a relationship with you and fellowship with you and be intimate with you. As you yearn for me, God, I want to yearn for you. Draw me closer. Draw us closer to you, Holy Spirit, and lead us and guide us and help us as we do. God, I thank you for it tonight. We give you praise for it tonight. We just worship you tonight. Oh, we thank you for this revelation, God. And we thank you for helping us and showing us. And let us be sensitive to your spirit in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Good night. Love you guys. I think, is it this Saturday's prayer? Is it this Saturday prayer? next Saturday. Okay. I'm sorry. Next Saturday. All right. We'll, we'll tell you that next week again. So we remind that. All right. God bless you. Good night, everybody.